My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Hello, bloggers. Let's talk about your email open rates today. I want to give you some suggestions about techniques that you can use in order to increase your open rate. Because it is a lot easier to engage with people who've already signed up for you or email list than it is to try and hunt down new subscribers. So let's get more people who have already subscribed to you opening that email, reading it, and acting on it. So here's my first suggestion for that. Send a newsletter on a regular basis that includes a letter in the newsletter and that establishes a connection with your audience. So if this sounds familiar to you, it's probably because you remember our podcast from yesterday where I give you ideas about what to say in that letter part of your newsletter. But building connection is one of the most important things you can do to increase your open rate. If if one of your readers opens up any one of your emails and feels a connection with you, then the likelihood of them opening future emails is much greater. The second thing uh, that you can do to ensure that you get increased open rates is to make sure that the lead magnet that you use to attract those new subscribers really aligns with the content on your site. So if somebody signs up for a lead magnet from my Atlanta travel blog that is about, I don't know, the best car seats or the best house plants. When I start sending them newsletters about all the things that they can do in the Southeast from a travel perspective, they're going to be really confused and they're going to be gone in a flash. So make sure that your lead magnet aligns with your content. And I know you've heard me say before that it's so important to have multiple lead magnets that really line up with the different personalities that you have on your site. So for example, I told you we have an outdoor adventures lead magnet and we have a weekend getaways lead magnet and a coastal lead magnet and a Florida lead magnet and an Atlanta events kind of locals lead magnet. Well, I'm not going to cover all of those topics in every newsletter. So what you'll want to do is make sure that you explain who you are, what you offer in your welcome email. So that in my welcome email, I'll say, here's who we are. This is what we're about. Here's all the types of content that you can expect from us. And then I make sure that I cycle through all of those different types of personas in every newsletter so that at least you know, every two months, somebody's seeing a article that really lines up with the exact lead magnet that they signed up with. Now, are they going to remember that? No, but they are going to, it is going to resonate with them. So uh, I also have a podcast about what should happen when someone signs up for your newsletter, what should go in that welcome series. So I'll link to that below. Now let's talk about really tactical things that you can do in each and every email that you send out. Number one, keep your subject short and sweet. You don't want really long subject lines because they're going to run off the edge of their phone and they're not going to see the whole thing anyway. So make it clever, but keep it sweet. Keep it short. 
You also want to avoid spam words. There are certain words that really um, flag those, or I should say they they wake up the the spam filters or the the filters that we don't um, we don't like. And those words include things like free or sale or special offer, anything that makes it feel like you're selling something. So A, if you are selling something, be careful what kind of uh, uh, word you use. But B, sometimes these things happen when we're not selling something. So I might be wanting to share free things to do in Atlanta with my audience. Well, I don't want to put free in this in the subject line because it's going to trigger them. So how I would say something like, um, you don't have to, uh, or here's here's where to, um, I'm trying to think on the fly here. Here is how to, oh, I don't know if I could say pinch a penny because that might be a trigger for it too, but um, it might say something like uh, wallet filling light, here's what to, here's what to do. So that I'm sending the same vibe, but I'm not using the word that makes um, uh, the receiving end um, email system like Gmail or what or Outlook uh, feel like it's a spam word. So uh, real short and sweet emojis, yes. All caps, no. Numbers, yes, absolutely. And you also want to use kind of a, ooh, I'm hesitant to say it this way, but um, a buzzfeedy type kind of hook for your subject, which is great because you can't really use that sort of hook when you're writing a blog post because you want to use your keyword, your target keyword in the title of the post. But you don't have to use the, the target keyword, if there even is one, in the subject line of your email. So you can be a little more obscure. Um, you can have a really good hook, that kind of buzzfeed, like, these are the reasons why I'm not going to XYZ. Um, I think I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, this week's newsletter said, um, is Costco a bad influence on you? And it was really a letter about how um, people are searching for a lot of Christmas stuff now, and we haven't even gotten into fall. And I was saying how that's kind of like the big box stores putting all the Christmas stuff out. So it had a really good open rate. We have about, um, well, we have a guaranteed 40% open rate. We usually have about a 45% open rate on our newsletters. And I think 20% would be industry standard kind of um, across the board, regardless of what industry you're in. And our remarketing newsletters um, have uh, 70 to 80% open rates. So they, and a lot of that has to do with the timing. They're being sent exactly when people are searching for a particular piece of information. Um, but we're using a lot of these techniques. So let me give you three more. Um, the next one is that you want to make sure that your from email and your from name are really clear. So for example, mine is Leslie at 365 Atlanta Traveler. So people know it's me and they know exactly what I'm about. So it's not just Leslie because they don't know who I am all the time. It's not just 365 Atlanta Traveler because that seems a little less personal. It's Leslie and then I think I use a pipe and 365 Atlanta Traveler. And I always use my business email. You don't want to use your generic G, uh, Gmail uh, type email in your from email address. You want to use your business email because that's an indication um, that you are a legitimate business uh, and you're sending that's so less likely to show up in spam. 
The next tip is to use the pretext. So most uh, email apps have an ability for you to add, um, it's kind of like a sub-subject, a secondary subject, a pretext. If people have it set up um, accordingly in their email system that they're receiving the email in, they can see a little preview of what you have to offer. So in that area, I like to use a call to action. Open this post in order to see the six best pumpkin patches, uh, you know, in Georgia. That sort of thing is what I might use it for. So call to action in that pretext. But even if you don't do a call to action, use it, use it, use it, use it. And the last thing I'll say is, uh, I'm sure this is email system independent, uh, but most of them have this now. Use A-B testing. I, it's so easy to use. In my system, I basically just, I, at the same, exactly the time that I'm creating the email, I can say, I can give it four subject lines. And my system um, lets me pick. So I say, okay, send out, send this out to 20% of my audience. It will exactly divide that 20% to the four or five subject lines that I have. And then I say, after an hour, pick one, whichever one does best. It sends the rest of my list and email using that subject line. And uh, sometimes, you know, if I'm traveling, I'm in a hurry, I don't do that. But most of the time I do that. And, you know, I'd say about 80% of the time, I know which one's going to do better. But I don't always know that. And sometimes the, the, the differences are sweeping. I mean, they're just vastly different. And sometimes completely unexpected about which one does better and which one doesn't. So I would really encourage you to get in the habit of doing that. It takes an extra five minutes, people. And, you know, you can, if you're just like, I can't come up with another idea of what it should be, throw it into your favorite AI tool and say, I'm writing this letter. You might even copy the letter. Here's the letter in my newsletter. Here's the people I'm sending it to. Here are the two articles I want to link to. What, you know, give me five subject lines or give me 10 subject lines. And then you pick five of them or four of them that you like. I would really encourage you to do that. So that is my, are my, my quick tips for the day when it comes to increasing your open rate. But the first two, not as tactical, but just so important. Make sure you're building connection with your audience and make sure that your lead magnets really reflect who you are, what you're about. So nobody's surprised in the end. Hope that served you. Have a great day. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.